Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, it is Spider-Man Day. It is Spider-Man Day. Spider-Man Homecoming has come home. Woo! Spider-Man Day. Waiting so long. Time is here. Yeah! Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. What is happening, Jeff? You know what, Matt? What? This is episode 200. Is it really? This is our 200th episode. Really? And it fell on Spider-Man Homecoming? And it fell on Spider-Man Homecoming Day. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I wanted to surprise you. (laughs) You did. You're welcome. You saved it for the cast. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, we're going to talk tonight nothing but Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, we saw it tonight We're going to talk about it First, we're going to give us some spoiler-free time So if you haven't seen it yet We're just going to give our general reactions Then, probably pretty quickly We're going to move into spoilers because We we have a tendency to not hold back We and can't hold back too long It's really hard So give me give, give me your thoughts, Jeffrey This spoiler-free review oh. Jeff, Jeff Randall, go Oh god, it's the best Spider-Man ever I feel that this is the best Spider-Man film ever. It's the best depiction of Peter Parker ever. It's also one of the best MCU films ever. I'm going to go ahead and put that. I'm going to put that peg down now. It is one of the best MCU films. I would put it in top three. Ooh, that's that's some that's some heavy stuff you're saying there. That yeah, I was originally going to say top five. I had to think about it for a second. I'm going to put it in the top three. Civil War is still my favorite. Winter Soldier is really, really, really close behind it. And I would say this one is right there behind Winter Soldier. I rewatched Civil War today. Yes. It's extraordinary. <laughs> yes, it is. And like, as much as I love this movie, Spider-Man, some of the character work in Civil War is just so amazing. But the great thing, the amazing thing about this movie that we saw tonight... It's, it's very amazing Spider-Man. Great character work. Great, great character work. Yes. Really wonderful arcs for all of the characters. I really felt... Um, I really felt like we got to know everybody and, and were able to identify with literally everybody. Even the teachers. I felt like I could identify <laughs> with the teachers. Well, I felt like I could identify with the teachers a little too much because all of the people <laughs> all of the people playing teachers were all people that are like my age right, that are in right. the business that like I've been watching since I was a kid and they were my age then and yeah. now it's like they're playing the teachers and it makes me feel real old. Did you notice the principal was played by the same guy who was one of the Howling Commandos in the first Cap movie? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Kenneth Choi is his name. That is super fun. That is super fun. I loved Martin Starr. I showed up as a teacher. I really wanted him to like hold some pizza and just kind of like do a thank you nod because that's what he he played that guy in The Incredible Hulk. Oh, funny. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that like a year ago. I don't remember it. <laughs> It's like been a year. So many things. There's <laughs> I've been, slept since then. There've been like thirteen Marvel movies since then. I got nothing. Um, <laughs> oh man. So what, what number is this? Is this like sixteen or seventeen? Oh god, Marvel man. Movies? I lost count. We don't have to go through it again. No, we have to. Oh no, we definitely don't. We, <laughs> but you know, we, we was, literally did it a couple weeks ago. So yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We don't have to. 
Um, you know, I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit kind of worried that they weren't going to do the the typical Marvel Studios scroll in the in the beginning of the movie. Right. Me too. Me too. They started with some other stuff. They started with a little bit of backstory at first, and then it kind of went into the like once it finally got into the Marvel scroll, I was like, oh god, okay, oh god, yes, all right, good. Whoa, I was worried. <laughs> I was worried they weren't going to put their stamp on it. Yeah, because like they did all the Sony stuff at first, and I was like, "No, get your face out of this, Sony!" Like, I get that you that this is you, and you're getting all the money from the box office, but like, stop. Yeah, like apparently this movie is tracking to have a hundred and eight ish hundred and hundred hundred and ten million opening weekend, and it, it's gonna kill because it's good. It's so good. It, I I think it's gonna get up to at least a hundred and twenty. Yeah. Probably yeah. 130. Well, I mean, I just mean it's going to kill in subsequent weeks. It's not going to have oh, much yeah. of a drop off because oh, yeah. this movie's got legs for sure. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to. Wanna... I've already made plans. I made plans a couple of days ago to go and see it again on Sunday. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk more about the quality of this film. Um, I lo- what I, was, I think I was trying to say is this this movie had really great character work. Like we were saying, we got to know everybody, but it was a lot more fun yes. than most Marvel movies. It was. Especially as of late. I think because of the way the Avengers have gone, Age of Ultron, Civil War, these movies have gotten real serious lately. Yeah, it's the path of the universe. Like the, yeah. the team as a whole has gone to a darker, more divided place, so yeah. it's, there's going to be a little bit more of a dour tone. So when Guardians 2 came out, and it was so fun up until it wasn't, um, or rather, it was so much fun up until they weren't having fun, right? Right. So... That felt like a huge change as well, but I think that better prepared us for this movie where it's a kid having fun, having superpowers. Yeah, it really is. I mean, there's a scene in this where, without being too spoilery, Spider-Man basically considers using his powers just for popularity, basically. Yes. And for notoriety, yeah, that's completely wonderful. Like we haven't seen that. Yeah, that's what a that's the that's, that's what a the struggle would do. Right, that's the struggle that a fifteen year old would do. Oh my gosh, or the, that a struggle that a fifteen year old would have. I really loved this movie. Um, <laughs> I watched a movie today. Or I watched a video today. That, did you watch the video somebody posted on our GSTU hosts? page about why Batman v Superman wasn't good. Yeah, well, it was why Superman is why, a bad character. Why Superman is all it is. In that movie. It yeah. says in that movie why Superman's a bad character. And it displays, it compares and contrasts him with uh, Indiana Jones. Did you watch that? Yes, I did. This movie had some moments that were exactly out of that video. <laughs> like, literally exactly what Indiana Jones did. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make him a good character, like Spider-Man did some of the same exact kind of moves. Like smiling? N- yes. But also, <laughs> there's a moment in the movie where he gets a choice. I, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. Okay. There's, there's cho- he has choices. He has choices. That's a, big, that's a big part of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, he has legitimate options that seem uh, like reasonable options on either side. And that's... I'd never heard it put that way, but I was listening to that video. It's a really cool video. I'll try to post it on our blog. Um, it's it's a video, but if you look it up, it's like why Superman is a bad character. Um, I think it's how to fix Batman versus Superman or something like something that. Something like that. But it's basically saying that Superman never has... You never put yourself in his shoes because he never really has choices. 
Right, he's plot reactionary. He's that, he just reacts entirely. The plot happens to him, and he just does whatever he he whatever Superman would do. He, he's never really given reasonable options on either side. Yeah, it's whatever Superman would be pushed to do. Yeah, and, and you know the way that he went about saying that he would fix it is beautiful. Like I teared up at his description of it. I did too. This whole this whole uh, <laughs> new genre of internet video that is. A person describing a movie and making you cry by describing the movie is such a funny, like, weird sort of thing. Movies with Mikey, I've mentioned it a couple times in the yeah, cast. I felt a little awkward. Movies with Mikey so good. But, uh, yeah, every time I listen to that, I cry. Like, I'm always crying at that. Uh, and he's just, like, describing the movie, but I'm like... Can't wait for so him to right. talk about this one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's done an MCU movie yet. Maybe. He's talked about them, but yeah, I don't think he's fully broken one down. I'll have to look. We should pull him into it. Anyway, so back to this movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> this movie, I feel like this movie perfectly combined two different types of movies. We had, on one hand, we had the old school, or well, I say old school, it's, what, 15 years tops that the last ones have come out, but like the Tobey Maguire and... Yeah, mostly the Tobey Maguire, like the awkward becoming Spider-Man thing, like yeah. the, the Spider-Man montage that he basically has. Right. There's, There was that movie where he was becoming Spider-Man, learning to use the powers, still kind of failing, like floundering a little bit, trying to be Spider-Man and becoming the hero. But there was also the, I'm in high school how do I be in high school? How do I get through? Like, how do I talk to the senior girl? How do I get to go to homecoming with the senior girl kind of right. thing? There was that movie as well. It really, there really was some wonderful just teen moments. Yeah. That didn't have anything to do with him being Spider-Man. Right. There were a couple of times when it flowed into that. Like, I was like, oh, so it's this movie now. And it, it was a perfect transition. It just, it didn't a, make me miss the other part. A big part of loving a, a good superhero character you have to love their alter ego. Yes. It's something, when I was a kid, this was, I realized this phenomenon when I went to see The Mask, of all things. Of all things. But I was like I was like a 10-year-old or whatever. Yeah. Probably younger than that. And I remember watching that movie and going, you know what? This is a good movie because I like him a lot and I'm entertained even when he's not... The Mask. You know, right. he doesn't have to be the big silly character. Jim Carrey was a charming character that I liked as just the character that he was playing, right? Yeah. And he had the dog, and it was funny. Like, the movie's funny, and then The Mask happens, and it just, like, ratchets up, right? Right. I haven't seen that movie probably since I was 10, so I don't know how good it is, really. But when I was 10, <laughs> I was the shit. Um, <laughs> but the MCU has done a wonderful job of... I can watch Tony Stark all day. Yeah. Like, not the Iron Man. I don't... I like Tony Stark way more out of the Iron Man suit. Like, I enjoy that watching that way more. And uh, Captain America, he, he, he become Once he's become Cap, he stays Cap all the time. Yeah. But I loved him when he was just young Steve Rogers, you know? I still like him as just, like, hanging out Steve Rogers. Oh, I do too, but he's still, like, always, he's kind of always that jacked Captain America who can, at a moment's notice, do whatever he needs to do. Well, he doesn't have to put a suit on. Sure. But I, but I, I'm, 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 I agree with you. But yeah. even before he had the powers, no, yeah, yeah. And he's like in the when he's a little scrawny kid. You enjoy watching him as that little scrawny kid. That he's first just a kid from Brooklyn. That first movie is so much fun. Uh, 
and it's the same. I was I was just watching Civil War today, and T'Challa. Before you ever know he's Black Panther, before he ever puts on the suit, when he's just speaking to his father, yeah. you just get like, yep. I got the feels hard watching watching him. Oh man, um, that Black Panther trailer before, like in the in the IMAX format oh, so before good. this movie. Oh so my god, good. I am so ridiculously excited for that movie too. Ugh. When Zemo at the end of Civil War calls him a dutiful son, yes. That just really got me today, man. <laughs> T'Challa's arc in Civil War, just in Civil War, and he's so such a small part of it, but it's so so good. But he's such an integral part of yeah, it. Yeah, he is. He's so. Uh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I say all that to say that what Marvel does great is build a character you love, no matter if they're going to put a suit on or not. Yep. And Peter Parker is another one that I could watch him just interact with his friends all the time, and then he puts on the suit, and he's still that character, and you still care about him, you still love him, and now he's just more fun. He's out there doing crazy antics with his, I, you know, with his webs. I would watch. <laughs> I would watch Peter Parker... In detention, Breakfast Club style. Yeah, absolutely. I would watch that all day. Yeah, <laughs> I could like. Oh my god, that was <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> and, uh, Is I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, not it, it was just that. That scene was funny. Yeah, there's oh, so much okay. good stuff in this movie. There's not enough that can be said good about it. It's so like this. <sighs> okay, this is the perfect teen movie but it's also the perfect how to be this is a perfect year one spider-man movie because there were a couple of times where he just straight botches he he goes for the leap and he botches well not to get too spoilery but throughout this movie he's learning to use his new suit yeah which is all in the trailer um but what what makes a lot of fun is just him kind of struggling with that new suit and like how to work, how to work his new things. But not even even like, even other other moments where he just like, you know, misses certain things or whatever. Like, well, like even I don't want to. I don't. I'm trying not to spoil anything. In his in his montage of like his you know after school montage or whatever, yeah. there was a time where he just botched like straight up. Yeah. Just, it was, was great. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> it was so good. And then like that makes it. That makes it believable, because nobody is going to be like, I got bit by a spider, and now I'm able to do everything perfectly. I'm a perfect hero now. Yeah. Nobody's going to be that good. It takes time. It takes practice. Like any good thing, it takes practice. So, this this kid, this 15-year-old kid who's got, like, hormones rushing through him, and also, you know, still a developing brain... He wants to be that hero because he sees the the people in the tower. He sees the tower all the time, and he's like he's got Tony Stark on the brain. Like I can be that. I need to be that. He thinks that he's at that level, but he's not quite there yet. And he's he needs to practice. And watching him do it is just so so good. This movie was perfect. I'm glad that they didn't have him be like, oh, no, he's a perfect Spider-Man by the end of it. Yeah, they did a lot of things with this movie. And and, and just, man, things I just didn't expect. 
wonderful surprises. Oh, don't man. don't read spoilers. If you haven't Ooh. seen the movie yet, stay away from every spoiler you can until you see it. This movie is worth it. Yeah, there's a there's a couple moments that don't have the same impact if you know what's going to happen. Yeah. So it, we're we're going to go into spoilers here in a minute, and don't follow us if you haven't seen the movie yet. Go watch it. Go away. Come talk. Come talk. Come like talk I, to us then. I'm not going to say like what are you doing with your life. Go away because I understand like this is the night of, but like go away. Yeah. Don't when we when we get there. Don't listen to us. Um. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else you want to talk before we go into spoilers? I don't think I can talk about anything else without spoiling. Okay. So this has our, I'm sure, just four thumbs up from us. Like, oh yeah, go see if, this film. Can I film. borrow some thumbs from some people to hold them up? <laughs> Please don't borrow thumbs. Don't bring those to my house. Okay. <laughs> I, I brought. I have a fridge with a jar full of human thumbs. <laughs> Let's agree to never talk about this. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so good. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Another great example, Star Lord. Just like being star, being a guy, he doesn't have to have his blasters out and his mask on. He's just fun to watch, fun to listen to. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I digress. That's a huge strength in the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's just you know, fun oh, to watch those people is, be those people. There is one more thing that I can say. This movie had the best, most identifiable villain. That I could have ever hoped for, for Spider Man. Oh, uh, especially like right since like since Loki, it, it might be even better than Loki. What do you mean by identifiable? Like you can you can understand him. Oh, and you, understand you identify his with him. And yes. you can, yeah, not a like hey, look, a sympathetic. Character. That's Michael Keaton. It's not like that. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you meant identifiable as in the Vulture is a very common villain for no. Spider Man. Or uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, uh, he, he's in in a single Marvel movie, single solo Marvel movie. He's yep. the best villain we've had uh, next to Loki. Uh, and Loki, I would say better because it took Loki two movies before he was really the the fan like the the main villain that everybody was absolutely gaga over. Because right. in, if you remember in Thor, it was like eh, Loki. Yeah, I'm trying to. I honestly don't remember very well how I felt about Loki. Or where, where Loki even ended up at the end of the story. <laughs> he let go but of the yeah. staff and fell into the, into oh, the, that's right. the closing wormhole. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I think he's one of the best villains we've had. And uh, and it's really great. It's really, really great. Now, we won't talk anymore because I'm going to start spoiling things. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to go into the spoiler section. Uh, if you have not seen the movie, I would recommend not listening until you have. Um, but if you have, come with us. We're going to spoil this thing and talk more and more about all the characters and all the fun that we had tonight with Spider-Man. Spoilers in three, two, one. The Vulture is Liz's dad. Yeah, that's definitely... Oh my god. That's definitely the biggest spoiler of the movie. Oh my god. That turn? It blew my mind. When he opened the door... It it was a kind of tension oh. in that in this movie that I did not expect from this movie. It was oh, it was a kind of tension that I haven't had in a good long while. Yeah, in in a Marvel movie, and like oh my god, I don't know that I've ever been that surprised in a Marvel movie. Honestly, I'm trying to think <laughs> of a good like it was so surprising. 
And they did such a good job. I'm fairly certain my heart stopped. <laughs> I, I stopped breathing, I know. When, like... Okay, so... If you haven't seen it and you're listening to spoilers, like, shame on you. But there's a point where Peter is taking Liz to the homecoming dance. Liz being the main female love interest. Yeah. And he shows up at her house and Adrian Toomes opens the door and is her dad. And yeah, you've already had a couple of instances with him. Like, he's had a couple of run-ins with him. Uh, he... He's gotten his suit taken away. This is in like... There were some similar moments in the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Yeah. With the Green Goblin figuring out he's Peter Parker and Peter Parker figuring out he's... There were some similar moments and they had the similar connection, but like... Like the bike messenger thing? Or not the yeah, bike, the arm cut? Yeah, yeah, the arm cut. There, there, there like, was a bike moments. messenger. Like, it, it didn't feel that tense then, though. No, Like, no, it did the, not feel this the tense. The tension of... Well, like, when he opens the door, I was like, oh, no, the Vulture has found his girlfriend and has his has her family tied up. Like, that's what I thought. Oh, I, at, I, at the very I went first straight moment. to, oh, shit, he's her dad. I mean, he says it almost immediately. Yeah. But then I was still like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> like, no way. I haven't been that surprised in a movie in a really long time. I always see the twist coming. Yeah. At least, like, a few scenes before. Or, like, this, this twist was delivered with complete sincerity like they never they did not forecast it yeah and then at all they didn't even ham it like real bad they just let the scene play the way that it would have played like the the way that you know everybody felt like you could tell that adrian tombs is just kind of like well this kid's a little quirky and you know just being you know awkward dad and then like as he started to realize more and more like he's, I recognize your voice. That scene in the car. Uh, well, the scene oh. where he's just brandishing a knife around the kitchen was scary. That was that was scary because we knew. I wanted him to. I wanted him to sort of give him, give Peter the like father sort of like threat act. Like before he knew. Like I kept yeah. expecting him to give him that fatherly threat. Yeah, uh, which yeah. he did, but it was after he knew. And man. It was and it had so much weight to it. This is that I was ta- I was talking about it earlier, and the fact that this this <laughs> that that the video I was talking about, and I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to dwell on this because I know most of you haven't seen this video. One of the things they talk about in this this video about Superman versus they're talking about Superman as a character versus Indiana Jones as a character. Yes, and they're saying like giving them two reasonable options. Spider-Man is given two reasonable options. Yeah. He is a 15-year-old kid. Go be a kid. Given the choice to, I I will kill you and everyone you love if you don't leave me alone. Just, he could just back off and be a kid. Yep. Like, he could just let the Vulture leave. And he, the Vulture said, you saved my daughter. I'm not going to come after you. We just need to say this is it. It's over. Go be a kid. Yeah. And he could have chosen to just go in that dance. He could but, have he could have chosen to go in there and stay because there's the there's the thought of like this guy's really strong. I've I've come up against him a couple of times and gotten my ass handed to yeah. me in the good suit, and I don't even have the good suit anymore. No, and I've got the bad suit now. What, what the moment that I loved the moment that so he goes into this dance, he's kind of frozen, and then it looks like he he tells her he's got to go and he runs off. Right? Yeah. 
It looked like he took a minute to make that decision. But what I love is he left his phone in the car. Yes. Because he knew he was going to track his phone. Yep. Like, he, before he ever even got out of that car, he was like... I'm 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 I know what I'm doing. Like I'm Spider Man. He had a choice to be Spider Man or Peter Parker there. Yep. And he chose to be Spider Man. And that's like him becoming the Spider Man he's supposed to be. Same thing when he I know I when he falls under that rubble. Yes. That was one of the most again, one of the most tense scenes I've ever seen in a superhero movie because I legitimately didn't know if he could get out. Yeah, God. He's like, I was like, that's so much rubble, and he can't. Oh God! He's and he so tries little. and fails, and he's there's like blood and water dripping all over him. It just he looks really injured, and I was like, I I, I thought. I really didn't know if he was going to be able to do it himself. Yeah. I, I thought Stark might have to show up again to save him, uh, but he doesn't have his tracker. He doesn't have his suit. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, man, are we going to find out Stark's been tracking this suit too? Like, <laughs> I was like waiting on something like that to happen. Yeah. Uh, but no, he just found it within himself. He's looked at the 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 wonderful like comic booky look of the half the mask on his face and half it not, which yeah. is directly out of the comics. Like there's a yep. that's that's an old cover. Um and he looks at that and he goes, "Come on, Spider-Man. Come on, Spider-Man." Come on, Spider-Man. He starts calling himself Spider-Man. Yep. And he, like, ratchets all of his strength and forces could, himself out of the rubble. You could see when he was doing that. Like, I know, like, from from all of the, the lifting that I've been doing, I know that determination. Like, when you don't have that determination, mm-hmm. the lift is heavier than anything you could ever pick mm-hmm. up. But when you have that, when you've got that will to just get the bar up... He was doing that. I was just like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna call myself Spider Man in the gym. Yeah, come That's on, Spider Man. Come on, Spider Man. Like, um, <laughs> or come on, Thor. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. It whatever was, I gotta do. That was a moment. That was a real moment. And it was another moment where I felt like I know it doesn't seem like a choice. He's just stuck. But I felt like he really could have made the choice to just wait to be saved. Yeah. But he was like, no, I've I've got. I've got more Spider-Manning to do. Yeah. I've got to go stop. Like I'm the only person that can stop this because I'm the only one that knows what's going on. And this like along with all of the other genres that we've had going on, like we had the trope of like nobody listens to the kid, but the kid's the one that knows what's going on. And that played out perfectly too. Yeah. Because Tony Stark knows everything. He he thinks that he knows everything, so he's just like we got this under control. It's below the Avengers pay grade. But I've called the FBI, so that's obviously enough. Right. And, like, you know, you can tell, like, obviously that's not enough because the guy's using crazy weapons that have been developed. But I can stop this. Damn it, I'm just going to take it on myself to do it. And that's another decision he made. He could have just let Tony deal with the FBI and let him go and and hope but he he knew that something had to be done, and damn it, I'm the one to do it. Uh, let's talk about Scarlet Spider armor. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, dude! When that opened up, I was just like, "That's damn near like that's almost Iron Spider level." That's yeah. so freaking cool, Iron Spider. That's what I meant to say. Uh, yeah, that looked awesome. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of wish he had taken that. Yeah, or, or the, I don't know. I, I I think he needs a couple more movies with the regular suit. It's just such a such a classic Spider-Man. The look. next movie he's gonna be in is Avengers f- uh, Three. 
Yeah, which Infinity is crazy. War. Well, you never know. He might show up in uh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. <laughs> or He's not going to be in Thor Ragnarok. There's no freaking way. Yeah, probably not. Did you catch when he was uh, when he was fighting the four guys in the in the ATM scene? How he's just like, "Oh, Hulk, Thor, glad to meet you." <laughs> like, oh, that's funny. Because those are yeah. the only two he hadn't met. Yeah, because they weren't in Civil War. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. He says something to Hulk like, "I thought you'd be better looking," or something like that. Oh, yeah, I thought you'd be bigger. I thought you'd be better looking. No, I think, it's, but I don't know. It feels funny because <laughs> that's not what Hulk is known for. Yep, not what Hulk is known for. Um, man. So much good stuff. I guess let's break down these characters. Sure. We've talked a lot about Peter. We have. I feel like... I mean, it's kind of his movie. It is. I feel like the character number two, which I was surprised by, I honestly thought he'd play a smaller role, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. He's he's not only a big influence on Peter in this movie, but he mentions it, and it's just Robert Downey Jr. and the writers of these movies bringing more life to this Tony Stark character. Even in his interactions with Peter as this uh, parental figure, this, this mentor, mentor figure, uh, he is working through his own daddy issues. Yep, yep. Which I love that they touched on that because it was... I mean, he's still... Even in Civil War, they're, they're talking, obviously. That, that movie's all about his mommy-daddy issues. Yeah. Uh, that's where he's... But I love that they continue that through line and, like... He is understanding his father. Yep. By interacting with Peter. Yep. He's he's mentoring a genius. He's he's a guy, he's like integral in the life of a young genius now. And that's got to be how his dad felt, except that, you know, his dad wasn't dealing with his son becoming a superhero that early. Well, and it reminded me so much of the way Tony has talked about uh, Howard, how Howard was never around, but we know from, I believe, uh, someone said in one of the movies how proud Howard was of him, and it meant a lot. Do you remember that? And then something... I think that was in Iron Man 2 in the real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it, that's it. Uh, yeah, like... One of the one of the shield guys talks to him about it or something. He's like, "You knew my dad." He's like, "Yeah, he talked about you a lot," and it like means a lot to Tony because Tony feels like he was never there. And I kind of got that vibe from this because Tony is never around for Spider Man in this movie. Spider Man is calling him for two months while he's talking to Happy. Happy's ignoring him, but and Happy even tells him uh, like the like, churro feel, thing. Feel free not to he's call like, me. He's like, "Why did I tell him about the churro?" And then. <laughs> A little bit later, Happy's like says something about the says something something. He's like telling him to stop calling him. But then Tony later on says, "Just keep helping people, like the churro lady." Yeah, like the Which lady that got you a churro. Like he listened. All this, all, yeah, exactly. All these stupid messages he's sending that are like, "I helped the lady and she got me a churro." Like Tony is listening to that and being sort of proud and invested in this young kid. And even uh, if he doesn't show it, even if he doesn't show it, he's 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 listening. And I thought that was really rad. Um, because it, it is a direct mirror of the Tony Tony Howard relationship. Yep. I mean, he even says when he's when he's talking to um, when he's talking to Peter, you know, if you if you're nothing without this suit, you don't deserve to have it. And he goes, God, I sound like my dad. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, it's true. It's so true. Yep. That's uh, exactly what his dad would say. <laughs> Really, really awesome. 
All right. So who's our who's our who's our third most influential character in this movie? Adrian Toomes. That's true. I think you're right. Adrian Toomes. Like, I I love that they start with right after the Battle of New York. Yeah, it's wonderful. Eight years ago. Yeah, and he's and he's cleaning up from the Battle of New York. It, it just awesome because that like we saw that exact thing crash, you know, and he's like cleaning it up and damage control shows up. I kind of thought we were going to get more about damage control. Like, so at some point in the movie, I thought we were going to get like a, you know how in Avengers, one of the big turning points is Cap finds out they're using, they're building hydro weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of thought we were going to get like something like that with damage control. Like maybe Adrian Toomes has a good point because maybe damage control isn't perfect either or something. You know, like, like maybe, maybe they're doing the same thing that he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Like they're building their own weapons except with the stuff. Cleaner. Except just for the government. And it's just kind of like, yeah. you're all ratcheting up this arms race. I kind of thought they were going to go there. I'm kind of glad they didn't because. Yeah, we don't need another one of those. It, it would have been the same plot exactly. But. It would have been kind of nice because it would like proved Adrian right to some degree, which we we still may get that. By the way, the guy who had his face messed up at the end, who talks to him at the end, who is that? That's Matt Gargan. That's the Scorpion. The Scorpion. That is the Scorpion. He is um, wonderful on Breaking Bad. Yeah. And Better Call Saul, great actor. And so when I saw him on the boat, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's uh, <laughs> it's that guy! It's the guy from Breaking Bad." I can't remember his name. Um, Nacho? I think it's Nacho. I want to say it's Nacho. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I like that his arm looked like it had the centipede technology on it. Oh yeah, yeah, it did. I think that was just uh, like like those. Pins. I think it was just pins well, all on his arm. There was also like the glowing orange bit. Was there? Yeah, I didn't see the it glowing was orange. Pins and glowing orange. That it, does sound like the centipede technology. It looked like centipede tech. I was like, oh my god, are the move or is are the movies being influenced by the show? Like even in little ways. Like that's the kind of shit that I would be okay with. Yeah, absolutely. Like just throw in those little tidbits. Just give me the little. Give me the nuggets. Give, give me, me the, a little of the centipede te- technology, and I'll be like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's from Shield. <laughs> like, see what we do here matters. <laughs> oh, I just quoted Jeffrey Mason. Jeffrey Mason died. Oh, oh. Anyway, um, so yeah, Adrian Toomes. Like, we start off with him. This is the beginning of the movie. This is before they even get to the Marvel Scroll, where yeah. you, you know they have the the new intro from from Marvel Studios. Uh, but it starts off with them cleaning up after the Battle of New York, and he's like, "I've you know I bought trucks for this. I I've got a contract to scrap all of this." And then damage control shows up, and they're like, "No, get out!" And he's like, "Well, damn it! I guess I'll punch this guy." Well, he has a great you know, point. He says, "Oh, the one of the guys says the same people who are." Making the mess, or the ones getting paid to clean it up. Yeah, which we don't know what the deals are. We don't know that Tony's making money off of it. Right, but it definitely sounds it's a little shady. Yeah, it's a little shady. Like it makes sense though that the heroes should be the ones to help clean up, but like the the payment thing is kind of like uh, I don't know. And so you know, if the heroes are getting paid, then that's kind of. Yeah, it does, seem, it does seem a little like a racket. It's a bit of a racket. It's just you can understand his point of view, and that makes it wonderful. Yes, yeah. And, like, it's just like, I mean, in Civil War, we had a lot of this, but people have different points of views on what is happening 
with the heroes. Yeah. Some people think they're reckless vigilantes that are going around causing more damage than they're worth. Uh, and, and I mean, honestly, Spider-Man was directly responsible for that boat. <laughs> yeah. In this movie. I thought it, that that was going to be the vulture being like, you know what? If you want to, you either chase me or, you know, like. Cut this in half. Cut this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut this in half and leave you to deal with it. That's yeah. what I thought was gonna happen. You could either chase me or you could save the boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like villain, villain time. Like mustache twirling. Exactly. And I, I really, based on the trailers, thought that's what was gonna happen. That's what it looked like happened. Yeah. But no, it's just Spider Man fucked up. <laughs> Spider Man left his. Spider Man goofed. Spider Man goofed a little. He he does that a lot through the first little bit of the movie. He he goofs a bit, and he still kind of goofs a bit toward the end. Like he's he's not perfect. Yeah, and absolutely. It gets to the point to where like with the with the special suit, he's he's so confident in that suit, in himself, in that suit that he gets to the point of being reckless, and he thinks he can he can take on anything because he's got. All of the all of the, all of these different things that the suit can do, uh, like taser webs, like that's so cool. That, yeah, that's a thing. But like, he doesn't need that yet. He I'm still needs so to- excited about the second Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because I can't wait till we have a like a fully developed, fully Spider-Man. developed Spider-Man who knows what his suit does, knows yes. all 512 variations of his webbing. You know, yeah, whatever they are. God, that's so crazy that there's so many. <laughs> it's really I like, great. I like. <laughs> I like that Karen was just like, "All right, switching to instant kill mode," <laughs> and he's like, "What? Stop no. switching to instant kill mode? Like, no, not instant kill. No. I'd really love to see instant kill mode, though. The eyes went crazy. I know it was <laughs> awesome. Uh, I would love to see him go to into instant kill mode for like Infinity War or something. Just oh, like start geez. murdering aliens." And like the because that's what you can murder in the MCU is just aliens like yeah faceless, faceless aliens. aliens exactly. <laughs> oh, speaking of faceless robots and aliens, I love when he grabbed an Ultron head out of a bag. Yep, and was like, oh cool. <laughs> then donk, just dropped it. Donk knocks it over to the side. Oh, it's so funny. It's just so funny. <laughs> I'm worried though that because it's just an Ultron head, like. That might contain some sort of programming in it that will help somebody to rebuild Ultron. Mm-hmm. Which is why you can't let <laughs> Tombs have that. Yeah, you can't let you can't. It's not even Tombs. You can't let the Tinkerer have that. You can't have his right. guy have that. He's like, I'm curious by nature. It's like, dude, this is my phone. It's my private phone. Like, get the fuck off my phone. What are you doing? I told you not to look at my phone. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this whole. Plan this. Uh, what was it? What did he want? What do you keep calling it? High altitude. The high. The high altitude vacuum, vacuum seal. seal. Yeah. Uh, I guess he was. The whole plan was all along that they could take their little truck operation that they were using to steal parts from trucks and use it on a little bit more high dollar aircraft. Yeah. And it looked like they were trying to steal the entire aircraft. They were. They well, he had a, a drone that ma- yeah like, mimicked the mimicked um, the signal. Like mimic the GPS responder signal or whatever. Yeah, he, so, they mimic the signal and yeah. then send it off on the normal path that it would have been going on, and yeah. then just steered the plane away. Or that's what they were attempting to do. Until Spider Man was just like, "Ha! I'm going to do this." That plane looked a lot like the bus. Yeah, I mean, it just looked like a big, 
plane. But it was a plane that had cloaking technology. Yeah, but totally different cloaking technology. It was very different. <laughs> very, very different than what S.H.I.E.L.D. has. I love that Spider-Man crawled across the camera. That was so and funny. And it, like, it showed massive Spider-Man crawling on the top of the thing. It was really great. It was so good. <laughs> Which he told him to avoid the cameras. I guess Stay in so the blind that, spots. I guess so that it didn't show up on the street a big vulture. <laughs> Or whatever, or show up on the plane. Yeah, uh, but I guess that was still wasn't being transmitted back to Happy somehow. Well, there was once the the drone went off on its way, it flashed back to Happy, and they were still watching at the time. And the guy was like, "All right, it's on course," and he's like, "Cool," and yeah. closes everything. Yeah, like we're good walks to go. away. Like that's done. Don't have to look at it anymore. And he doesn't notice again until he sees the freaking plane going down across town. I, I wanted to mention this earlier when we were talking in this non-spoiler section, but I couldn't because of spoilers. But I love that Vulture is still alive. Yeah. They left him alive. They left him alive. I don't prison. know what... Like, I kind of feel like a lot of these villains that they are leaving alive, like Kingpin, Vulture, uh, Loki still. Um, Loki better than others, but I don't. they, they don't belong in the Infinity War. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like they're going to be in that, but I guess maybe whatever the next threat is to the world, maybe we'll get a team up of these villains that have like are alive in the MCU. I mean, Scorpion, the the guy who is is Matt Gargan. He was saying that you know I've got some guys on the outside who yeah you know want a piece of him. Like that says to me, Sinister Six. Yeah, and I guess they could. That could easily be the next, you know, a Spider-Man movie with the Sinister Six for sure. But I guess I keep I keep thinking of like where's like Loki. Loki was a small time villain in the first Thor, kind of not small time, but he was a villain in, in, a, in a solo movie. Then he went on to be the Avengers' first major villain. Yeah, like he was in the comics, and then. Uh, you know, the next Avengers movie was Ultron, which was created for that movie. And this next one is going to be uh, Thanos. Thanos, who has been being built up over 16 movies. However many. Yeah, it's 16. I just looked it up. Well, he wasn't um, in the first one. Well, no, but he's he was still. Well, he wasn't in the first five. So they've been building toward this. The Tesseract was in the second one. Uh, well, third one. Sorry. Uh, fourth one. Fourth one. Fifth one. No. Because it was in Captain America is where it showed up. Yeah, that wasn't the fifth movie, though, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America. Yeah, you're right. What did they... They didn't have that in the... They didn't have any of the Infinity Stones in... Uh, right, that was the only one. In Thor. Uh, anyway. Regardless, they've been building towards this for... Since 2008. And so... Where do they go from here? Like, and I want to. I feel like some of these villains could factor into some of those things later, but it just seems like I guess, I guess these might just stay Spider-Man's villains for a while. It's just cool that they're all in the universe. Like, it's it's cool that Michael Keaton's Vulture could like show up, you know, somewhere like fighting whoever else. You know, like <laughs> he could work with. Um, Ulysses Claw at some oh, point, man. and like have and have a like the Tinkerer could go work on a suit for Claw. I mean that actually that sounds 
totally feasible that Claw's hand could be built by the Tinkerer, that, that kind of technology. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, using that and bringing the Vulture and Claw together to go fight uh, Black Panther would be really fun. Like, I just... I want. I want to see more of this. Where it's going to go? I, I love that they started leaving villains alive because for a while they yes. just kept killing everyone. Yeah. Well, like I, we really love to see the hero interaction, but more. Well, not. I don't know about more than that. But along with that, we like to see the villain interaction because in the comics, the villains are are you know they're hitting all of the all of the heroes. Like they're coming up against all of these different heroes. Like Kingpin originated in spider-man but is a also a very big daredevil villain yeah absolutely man we need kingpin to cross over these spider-man movies <laughs> we really do don't we we really really do <sighs> like, he just he belongs there so much and then like venom like venom and his uh his progression into like being agent venom like with under you know well, with Flash Thompson, like that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. That would be so cool because he could interact with Tony Stark, and then he could be put onto like Tony Stark and and the Guardians have a like a team up, or like the Avengers and and the Guardians are like, okay, well, we want one of our representatives in space with you guys all the time, so they can report back on right. stuff that's coming to Earth. Like, yeah, which cool. obviously that happened in the comics. That like, happened in the comics. We want that, and then like. They could send Agent Venom Space Knight to happen, <laughs> and it could be a thing. Yeah, it, <sighs> it okay. could be a thing, and, and all of that, that just, could come from Spider-Man being so damn good. Yep, this movie. I think they pulled it off. They brought him into the universe in a unique way. the The, the action sequences felt unique, like like really like. It was a little more parkour. It felt like some of those scenes than than the other Spider-Man movies. My girlfriend made the terrible joke that he does so much parkour, he might as well be Peter Parkour. <laughs> That's a pretty terrible joke. And I was like, I love you, but go away. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please leave now. Just go home. Um, <laughs> no, that's good. Uh <laughs> Yeah, he he did it. I I really enjoyed just just the shots of him running around the city, the way they kept like alternating between close ups and really far away shots. Yeah. It just looked so cool. I loved how the city felt real and he just felt like he was running around in it. And again, as we talked about with the Netflix series, they did a good job of making the city feel populated with real people. Yeah. Um, not only his classmates and his aunt, but also the shopkeep like, the owner. Shopkeep owner. The, yeah. You know, best sandwiches in Queens. Yeah. I was and, like, I want to go to that shop and even, I want that sandwich. Even Donald Glover, who was awesome. Oh yes. Uh, and I was the only one I heard when, when he said his nephew, I went, woo. I didn't and, hear you. No one said anything else wooed with me. Did you woo? I, 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 no one wooed. When he said, I got a nephew that lives around here, I was like, yeah, <gasps> yeah I went, woo! And, and, and I no didn't one hear heard. anybody. Yeah, it was just me. I, I was mean, you were pretty like way far back away from there. me. Yeah. yeah. I didn't do it with full gusto because no one else joined me. I was like, woo, Miles. It's Miles Yeah, that was super fun. But even him, like, the fact that, you know, he was there to buy a gun. Yeah. Uh, which is not a good thing. He's not a good guy. But the complexity of the character that he was willing to help Spider-Man because he doesn't want those kind of weapons on in his neighborhood. Did you hear, though? Did you hear when they were trying to like upsell him on something? Right. 
And they were like, we got these anti-gravity climbers. And he was like, anti-gravity climbers? Yeah, I heard, I did hear that. Yep. What's his comic book? Or- the Prowler. So he has some anti-gravity things? Yep, he's... That's he, fun. He has some sort of climbing device that enables him to scale walls easily. That's fun. So yeah. he can break into places. I did hear that. I didn't know his comic book origins, but I... As soon as he, as soon as they said that, and the way he, the way he responded, I was like, "It must that must be his origin." When Peter like recognized, like runs facial scan on him, it shows his name, Aaron Davis, and shows at the bottom right, alias the Prowler. Oh, cool! I, I was, was like, lo- actually, ah! I literally looked for that. I was like, "What's his alias? What's his alias?" Because I was, and I just it didn't have time. They did a lot of like quick flashes of things on the screen that I didn't get a chance to read, and I'll have to go back and rewatch. Yay! Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's I've, go rewatch it right now. Right now! There's probably a midnight one. We still got an hour. <laughs> Let's finish up this cast and go watch it again. Okay. I think I did that with... Uh, I did that with Iron Man. I think I did that with Civil War. I went to Civil War, came home, and my roommate was like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. I really want to go. And I was like, Let's go. <laughs> we just like <laughs> left and went get to see it again. Car. Uh, so, oh man, this was, the, we kind of got derailed on characters. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, I think we're, we're still moving through them. Uh, we kind of have a bunch of his classmates. Yeah. Uh, obviously Ned is his friend. Yeah. Ned leads. Ned is great. I really, a lot of, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Ned, but at the same time I had that, I felt for Peter because Ned was so damn loud about it. I was just like, shut up, Ned. God, you're going to get him like you're going to get him found out and you're going to get him murdered. Probably. He's going to get murderized and then May's going to get murderized. And like, you just dead. Shut up. What do you think the vulture will do to Peter if he gets out? I don't know. I don't either. Because so he, he protected him, kind of, at the end of the movie. In the post-credit sequence, he protect mid-credit sequence, he protects him. But that could just be because he wants him to. He wants, he him wants himself. Him for himself. Yeah, uh, and that's I, that's the conversation <clears throat> I had with uh, with my old roommate um, who was with me, uh, Keith. You remember yeah, Keith? He's been um, on the show. Yeah, friend of the show, friend of the show, Keith. Uh, he. He managed, or he brought up, like, do you think that he was protecting him, or he was he saved him because, you know, uh, because Peter saved him at the end. Like, this is payback for, or not payback, but this is like I'm doing this for you because yeah, you because saved he me. saved his life. And I was like, I don't know, man. It could be that he wants him for himself. And he was like, Oh, he could be. Yeah. I was like, Why didn't you think of that? And it could have there. I don't know if I wanted it to happen. I don't know if I actually wanted it to happen because it's really cheesy, but um, <clears throat> when Peter dragged him out of the fire at the end and like laid him down, he could have right then been like, I just saved your life. Now, what do you say? Because that's what... Oh, that would have been... That's what that would have been bad. I could absolutely see that, but it would have been sounded like kind of a dick. Yeah. And it was, I think it was, a, I think it was, a, it was a really nice moment and it left it kind of ambiguous that they just like laid side by side next to each other. Reminds me a little bit of the opposite of what happened to Lincoln and Hive. Yeah. Where at the end they're, they're, they're like, they, they were saved in this movie and in Shield they're like floating to their deaths. Yeah. They were and just, they're just kind of floating they both like, just kind of accepted each other's having presence. Having a bro moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's just real weird. A bro moment. <laughs> <laughs> Bromant. I like it. Good job. We did it. 
Um, <laughs> hey, let's this, pack it up. <laughs> this, this podcast was worth it. We got to Broment. We got they to Broment a, at episode two hundred. <laughs> oh yeah, this, that was the that was the purpose of this whole cast for the pinnacle. The, the last like two and a half years of casting has been leading us to bro, this Broment. <laughs> It's all, all been my, leading to this bromant. All my life has been leading to this bromant. <laughs> all right, let's pack it up. Let's find something else to do. <laughs> what are we going to cast about now? I don't know. Um, all right, so. Let's talk about the DCEU. Oh, wait. It's already been done. Yeah, we got, we've got that on our network. The DC On Screen Podcast. Um, sorry, sorry. So. I love you, Dave. Love you, Dave and Jason. You guys are great. Nah, Jason um, can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, no, I think this was great. This was great. I can't really even say anything else other than just it was great. And I'm sure we'll have a lot more to say next week. Yeah. Any, other, any other characters that you've wanted to spotlight? I. Ned got to be the, the man in the chair. <laughs> he got really to be Overwatch. That. I love that he got to be the man in the chair. I love that it, he just uh, called it what it was. He called it like. Oh, can I be your man in the chair? The He's, guy in the chair? I can be your guy in the chair. It's like, what are you talking about? You know how every superhero has this this guy in a chair who's like who's hacking and directing it. Like I could track you and then tell you where to go and like if the building's on fire. I'm like, He's like I don't read that. He's like, and I don't then at the end, that. he gets to be the guy in the chair, and he it's does so need that. And He's, then, it, did you notice that in the uh, in the credits when they rolled, they showed everybody doing different things that they showed Ned only one part in the credits, but it was him like rolling through on a rolly chair <laughs> over and over. It was a little, little animation of him rolling through on a rolly chair. I love that. He spun around in the chair and he's like, I'm the guy in the chair. Lit. They showed Liz walking at one point and it flashed in, in the, in the end credit sequence. Mm-hmm. It flashed on her yeah. and it showed her in the spider suit for a second. Is she any comics origin? Yes. Uh, Liz Allen was actually Peter Parker's first love interest. Like, okay. Before Gwen Stacy, before... But no superhero MJ. origin. She doesn't have like a superhero side. She does. What does she become? She becomes a... I uh, believe it's Firestar? Firestar. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. It's so funny how every you know love interest of all the superheroes eventually becomes something. By the way, we, didn't we just talk about whether we'd ever see Pepper Potts again? I think so. And we were like, probably not. I think she's just done. Uh, I think she's never going to come back. <clears throat> she was in this movie. And then, surprise! <laughs> totally unexpected to me. Surprise, freaking Gwyneth Paltrow coming out the door. And they're back together. And they are back together. You know, I felt good about that moment. When, like, when they kissed each other, I was just like, oh, yay. I felt good about that, too. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it says uh, about about them. I guess... Maybe she can deal with Tony better under the Sokovia Accords, maybe? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Let's hope. I don't know, it, it feels like he's more in control of himself, like he's not constantly making Iron Man suits. Now that he can remote control them and Friday can do most of the work, I think that um, yeah. he's, a, he's a lot more in control of, of that addiction, and she can deal with him a lot better. I wish they hadn't shown us in the trailer... That I'm actually really annoyed at it. It could have been a great surprise that Tony was going to be in the suit on that bridge yeah. after the after the ferry disaster. It, I don't think it was a bridge. It was like a building well, top. Anyway, whatever it was, it looks high, like some sort of high point. Some sort. It was some sort of uh, walkway or bridge that they're on. Okay. Um, 
And I really wish they hadn't shown us that because in the movie it's supposed to be a surprise. Because Parker goes, "If you cared, you'd be here." And then he just and then walks he just opens out of it. up and walks out. Yeah, that's such a great moment. And unfortunately, they spoiled it real hard in the in the trailer. Yep, and like you can see his his apprehension and how Peter is just immediately taken aback because Tony steps out and he's just like, "I do care." I am here. He doesn't say it. He just no, he just, walks out just like what now? That's what him walking out means. And yeah. it's it's really wonderful. And he just he's looking at him like what now? And then Peter's like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I guess I I guess that point was invalid. My my other point stands. <laughs> and then um oh god, I I like I like that Peter pulls the adult card when he was just like you no no, you zip it. Like when he was saying, you know, everybody asked me, or everybody questioned me. Because we didn't get that in, in Civil War. He said, everybody questioned me. Everybody thought I was crazy for bringing on a 14-year-old. And he was like, I'm 15. And he's like, no, you zip it. An adult is talking. Yeah. But. That scene was intense. It really was. But I, I love that that there is that, at least the the talk of there being questioning of Tony Stark for I that mean, decision. They did do that in the movie. Well, a good bit. Like I know it was kind of all in the moment and kind of jokey, but there's a lot of like how old is this kid? Like how old is this kid, Tony? There was they say it like three or four times in that in that battle sequence. I watched it today. And I was noting that they they're like how only, young is this kid? I only remember there being the once. They say they say something like that a few times after he said you, you remember that really old movie. Yeah, that was the that was the big funny one. Yeah, but they 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 like mention him being a kid a few times, and it's like <laughs> I didn't carbon date him. He's on the younger side. He's on the young side. That's <laughs> oh, such a good. Yeah, really, really great. So yeah, um, I like I like that there's that that questioning of Tony's like impeccable logic <laughs> you know at least the the talk of it <clears throat> but um him being kind of like a parent at that point was oh, really yeah. powerful really powerful yeah totally different side of tony and they just keep making tony more more full character yeah a more full character sorry i said that strangely uh they keep making him a more full character and i i love it every time they keep deepening him and making him more interesting and they keep moving his progression of i kind of wish we saw him more consistently because he kind of does these leaps in character he, we always get to see a different snapshot of who he is you know yeah but we don't always get to see the things that bring him to that like how did him and gwyneth get back together <laughs> we may never know <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I, I, that kind yeah. of frustrates me. It's not like on a uh, on a television show when you watch it for thirteen episodes, you get a painstakingly slow like change of character. In this, it'll just be like, "Hey, we skipped two years, and now he feels this way." <laughs> <laughs> she changed her mind at some point. Who knows why? <laughs> like, I'm kind of, I kind of wish I knew. Wish there was a middle ground because. I just watched the whole first season of Riverdale, and I don't even know anything more about those kids' emotions and how they sl- are slowly changing. Luckily, though, Tony's in every goddamn movie that they're making. So. Yeah, he, he really is. <laughs> I wonder who's gonna show who's gonna show up in Black Panther. Who do you think? Black Panther. Who like any of the other Marvel MCU characters? Do you think they'll show up in Black Panther? Uh, well, there is 
Everett Ross, and there is Ulysses Claw. Sure, but someone's not kind of native to the movie. Any other? Any other? Any other of the heroes? I really want Heimdall to show up. Mm. I want Heimdall to yeah, show up and that. give them the soul gem. We talked about that. That's a cool idea. Uh, I I, I, I want to see Bucky. I think he's he's already there. Well, yeah, he's already there. Uh, Cap I, was there last we saw. Although they said they were going to let him be frozen until yeah. So, well, actually, I don't think that is that the last. Yeah, that is the last thing. That's we saw. the last we saw of Cap. Yep. Is that he was he had Bucky there? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah because that's in like the. Post credits. Yeah, it was one the, of the stingers. It's one of the post credits, yeah. By the way, probably the best post credit sequence we've ever gotten. <laughs> Re- uh, they really, really just trolled us this time. They trolled us so hard. <laughs> and I, I ain't mad when, at it. Uh, if you guys didn't stay to see it, go see it again and stay to see it because it is so funny. Cap is just like... <laughs> Cap is so meta about it. He's like... The build up, you know, you're, you're working towards something and dang it. I'm here to talk about a very important thing. Patience. Yeah. Sometimes you wait and you wait and sometimes the thing you get isn't even worth waiting for. <laughs> you start questioning yourself. <laughs> like, was it even worth it? Was it worth it? Why did I say it? Why did I stay here so long? Oh, God. How many more of these do I have to do? How many more of these? <laughs> and i love that it was cap in his like in his uh marvel avengers costume like marvel's the avengers costume it was that one it was that suit oh my gosh he didn't have ears hannibal burris as the coach saying i think this guy's a war criminal or something now but i don't know it's the law i gotta show you this video That was the best. That was the best. I you laugh so much. I also liked when uh, Peter was supposed to be doing sit-ups, and he got to talking, so he forgot that he's also supposed to be just a regular boy. Yeah, he forgot he to was look just like doing, he's struggling. He was just doing like crazy amounts of sit-ups while he's talking normally. Yep. And, and then the, and the coach is like, looking good, Peter. And he's, he's like, like, oh, uh, crap. Uh, slower, this, uh, worse This sit-ups. is so painful. I'm just a nerd. <laughs> I love that it's the little things that I that I tend to really latch onto and love because uh, in that gym video that that Cap did, he motions to the right and the coach is standing on the left and he just kind of waves like I'm over here. <laughs> I loved that. I loved that so much. It made me laugh so hard. Yeah. Really good. There were so many just little tiny things in this movie that made it feel like it was a comedy, like a teen comedy. Yeah, it felt like a teen comedy just sitting on top of a a superhero movie. Like yep. it really did, and it worked really well. It it was masterful. I want this movie to to like be the marker where it shows that everything changes from here. It's this movie needs to to say. To Fox and anybody else that has a Marvel property, Universal, you know, let Marvel Studios make your movies and bring them into the MCU because they can make them better. Yeah, it would be wonderful they could make those deals. Yeah, it would be wonderful. I, just, I, I really think that like the Sony deal 
it has been the one thing that's just like this is the this is the one this is the one that's going to determine how the rest of them are going to go like if there are going to be any more deals like if this movie bombed there would be no deals on the on the table for marvel at sure all. sure and we're just gonna have to see because i mean if this thing breaks a billion dollars we'll see I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't want to guess at how much it's going to make right I mean, now. Like the best, because I'm the still best so grossing worldwide for a Spider-Man movie right now is like seven fifty or something like that, and that was many years ago. So with all with all the three D and all of that, I think it has a chance. Dude, I dropped seventy dollars for four tickets. Yeah, I dropped thirty or forty for two. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, like. My initial feel is like, oh my god, this one's gonna break a billion. It's gonna be like one point three. It's not. It's probably not. It's probably not. Realistically, it's gonna. I th- oh, hold on. Let me think. It's I, good though. That's, that's it's so good. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna pop in around nine fifty. That's it's possible. I, I think I think it's 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 pretty safe to me to say it's gonna make like seven fifty eight hundred. Yeah. And but but that the fact that it has legs could push it that last two hundred and make it a billion dollar movie. And if it's a billion dollar movie, you're gonna have Fox going. Oh, maybe we should talk about Fantastic Four. Yeah, fant- see, I don't know about X Men. I don't know. They, they're just such a hard property to bring into the MCU. And X Men is doing fairly well on its own. At least two of the last three have been great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. People like the people like the the first class arc. Eh, like they like the first one. I'm no, no. I mean, I, I'm talking to everybody, kind of. Days of Future Past okay. It's Days of Future Past was okay. Like the first first class was good. I really liked first class. Like okay, they're going in a new direction with it. It's going to kind of revamp it, soft reboot. Okay, then they did the uh, uh, Days of Future Past, which. Was just okay. It was not great. Not as good as first. And then Apocalypse was god awful. It was like really a bad movie. Okay. It's really bad. Still haven't seen it. Don't really care to. Yeah. I gotta keep up with these things. That's what I do. <laughs> um. Anyway, great, so, great movie tonight. Great movie tonight. The, the 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 next thing is like, how long is this movie going to stay at number one? Because it's going to debut at number one, obvious. Um, but how long is it going to stay at number one? It's yeah, it's, we think that it has legs because it is so good. It's fun. It's funny. It's a, it's an MCU movie. It has Tony Stark in it in a pretty prevalent role. Not, not so much that he takes away from the main character, which I really like. They, they have just enough Tony Stark. It is definitely Spider-Man's movie, but Tony Stark is pretty like... Prevalent in the movie. He's got a presence. And even when he's not there, he has a significant presence because it's it's Peter is trying to live up to Tony's expectations, not understanding that Tony wants him to be better than he was. Well, in in a way, even though this is not an origin movie, they skip over all that spider stuff. They they mention it in the movie, which is kinda cool. Yeah. The spider's but, dead, Ned. <laughs> but kind of in this movie. Some a lot of his powers are coming from his suit, yeah, and the fact that he's having to like get used to the suit is is in its in itself 
kind of an or gives it a lot of that origin feel where he's like trying and failing and doing different things and learning about his powers just by learning about his suit you know yeah oh man speaking of when he was when he was saying like maybe we should go through that refresher protocol yeah or that refresher course or whatever <laughs> that was so funny in the, in the the box basically in the vault and and he says like how long have we been here she's like 37 minutes he's like what (laughs) like that is such a 15 year old thing is like time passes so slow so good (laughs) you you thought he'd been there like eight hours yeah he's like how long have i been in here 37 minutes minutes." he's like what oh that was really gotta get out of here really good oh man oh so let's see what is coming up uh looks like I'm just I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now as far as like what is uh what the big things coming up are. Uh looks like the next big thing is War for the Planet of the Apes, uh which is going to be out next week. Yeah, next week. Which I've heard those mo- I've heard those movies are really good and I still am not caught up. I saw the first one, the one with uh Franco in it. But I haven't seen any since. Yeah, it's sitting at ninety five percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I can't. I'm not seeing Dunkirk's the next week. Is it? Uh, and Valerian is the next week, which I don't think that's the movie's going to do well. But I think it's going to be great. Valerian, have you seen this? Oh yeah, like, for Valerian. Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. That's it. It looks neat. I I I love. Um, Gosh, what's it? Fifth Element? Oh, yeah. Fifth Element's one of my favorite movies. same director. It's Luke Besson. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Besson, yeah. Same same director. So French. Very (laughs) excited with that. Then we have Atomic Blonde and the Emoji Movie are the next week, which those will actually probably pull. uh, I think Emoji Movie will actually pull from Spider-Man just because of the youth. Yeah, it's going to get the young market. And Atomic Blonde is going to pull from the... uh, the us market. I think it has a possibility of staying number one for three, maybe four weeks. Emoji movie might pull. Uh, Emoji movie and the top know, one man. might pull pull it down. War of the Planet of the Apes is, or is it War for the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Okay. War for the Planet of the Apes is. It's a big franchise. And it I, is, but I don't think it has the juice to take down Spider Man on second week. I really don't. Really? Yeah. I mean I that's know. how I feel. I, I'm not sure. But uh I mean we'll see, but I, I'm I'm a little bit worried, honestly, because that you know, that franchise is pretty big. Yeah, it, it looks like it's uh Huh. I'm trying to look at it's it had a seventy two million dollar opening. Uh it, Dawn the, of the, the Planet of the Dawn Apes? of the Planet of the Apes did. So you know, uh, I, often, honestly, often these sequels sometimes they dip. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, Dawn was wasn't that the sequel? Yeah, that was the second one. Yeah, so this is the third one. I forget what the first one's called. Might just be it was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's it. Yeah. Okay, I think we're pretty much done, right? You, you yeah, feel like we're you just wanna... we're, we're talking about projections at this point. Yeah. Like if oh. we if we had to rate this movie, what would you say? We'll go out of ten. You can use decimals. Nine point four. Really? Yeah. I was gonna say nine point five. Yeah. And it's really good. It's like really close. I only leave the room because 
Is there anything you disliked in the movie? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it's funny. Funny. Like we should ask that question. Um, yeah. Like, why aren't we giving it a ten? Um, because it's not Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> like that's that's honestly like it doesn't connect with me on the same level that some other movies do. Like I like it a lot, and I think it's near perfect for what it is. And for a person of the right age and the right temperament, this might be the their their ten for sure. Yeah. But and I think it, it does some things so effectively that no other Spider-Man movie has done for me. But uh, I think. I think it's the best Spider-Man movie ever, for sure. Yep. It's one of the best MCU movies. It's one of the best comic book movies in general. Uh, it To return to kind of a classic secret identity kind of Superman movie, which or a superhero movie, which we haven't had in a while, in the MCU at least. Yeah. We haven't had a secret identity movie in the MCU, <laughs> right? There's not a secret identity. Thinking on it. I mean, maybe uh, Ant Man, but uh, yeah, I was, he's I was not like Ant Man. But he's not a public uh, hero, really. Like he's he's just not did, yet. He just did a heist, so it's like uh, you thought you could stop the future with a heist. It was never just a heist, and then the building implodes. Yeah. So let's see, Ant Man, maybe. But uh, yeah, that's but, not really a secret identity. That's more just he's not he's not a public character. He's not out yet. Yeah, he's still. <laughs> He's still kind of small. He's still in the closet. Yeah, he's still a little small. Uh, oh, that guy's big now. I gotta go. <laughs> I loved that. I love I love his filming like that. It was super, super, super great. And I, having just watched it, I'm so glad I rewatched that today because it gave me fresh eyes on all that stuff. Yep. Super fun. Yep. Uh, all right. Yeah, I don't think there's any any other secret identity heroes. And there was going to be that big announcement with the. With the press conference and everything, that was another <laughs> big decision for Peter. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Is like to walk away from that epic suit. Well, and it was kind of a turn because, as we, as I've said, so basically at every point in this movie, Peter Parker chooses to be Spider-Man. Yep. He chooses to be the biggest hero he can be and yep. keep going all in. And in the end, he realizes, I think when they start talking about bringing him to the mansion and having him live there. And he's like, wait, I have a life and I also still want to be Peter Parker. And I think that's, that decision isn't because he doesn't want to join the Avengers. He desperately wants to join the Avengers, but he doesn't want to leave his daily life as Peter Parker yet. He's still 15. He still wants to go to dances. He still wants to have his guy in the chair, Ned, and he's, he still wants to live with his aunt, you know? Yep. He doesn't want May to know. That, and that's a big part. Of, yeah, that's another thing. It's like if he moves to the Avengers Mansion, May is probably going to find out he's an Avenger. Yeah, um, yeah probably. But man, yeah. when do you she... think it might have been that he doesn't want to be next to the Vision, <laughs> who doesn't really care about creepy, doors. creepy Vision, with not caring about doors and walls. That was, walls. That was really great. That was really, that was really so great. Funny. I love that. I love that this is a Spider-Man movie where we get to just talk about the Avengers. Absolutely. We, by name, individually, and their specific powers. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen any of the Avengers movies, you would have been just in the dark on that. Yeah. You'd have been like, who the hell is the Vision? I love that they name-check so many of the, so many of the heroes in, the, in this universe. And I cannot wait till the Cosmic Universe 
like smashes into this next year. Oh god, we're less than a year away now. It's so oh, cool. It's so good. Like Spider Man and his amazing friends is a thing that can happen now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh god, that would be actually a great title for the second one, wouldn't it? It would. Wouldn't be bad. Well, I mean, it could be because the the next one is supposed to start like minutes after the uh, the fourth Avengers film ends. Man. And it's the next one coming out after Avengers I want to know more about what's going on in Spider-Man's life. Like, I want to know what happens immediately after this movie. I want that scene. Yep. And maybe we'll get it. But if it starts... If Infinity War starts, you know, and we get Spider-Man gets pulled into that, are we ever going to get the scene where Aunt May actually... God. He tries to explain to Aunt May why he's wearing a Spider-Man suit in his room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's such a great cliffhanger and i don't know that we're ever gonna get that moment I what think- the f- <laughs> <laughs> that was so good so good i love that they just blitzkrieg popped it out but oh let's go um all right man oh, yeah. i think we're done for the night i think that's it i think that's our cast uh so we need to have a feedback episode because oh, we're yeah. doing this night of so everybody on, yeah, on get your feedback in feeds. oh we need to roll a die Yes, we, we need do. to make a decision. We do indeed. So we are going to roll a die to see who is the winner of our uh, contest for this week to get a thank you for all the new patrons. We got a bunch of new patrons this week, so thank you guys for joining us. You're awesome. Um, but we had a we were just going to send this uh, package of figurines out to whoever wins this die roll. So we're going to do that right now. So if you're a patron. You're in. You're on the list. So currently, we have 13 patrons, and we thank you all for your patronage. We really do. Uh, and we're gonna do a random number generator right now. Google has one. You, you got it ready? Yep. All right. One to 14. Tell me who who is one our to, one to 13. Sorry. Yeah. One to 13. <laughs> Tell me who's our who's our winner. All right. And I'm hitting generate now. It says three. Three. So one, two, three. Oh wow, Michelle Kennedy, uh, who just became our patron like an hour ago. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. That was that was the, you just got in under the wire, Michelle. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so you will be receiving a package uh, with some with some uh, metal figurines in it. So. Yeah, cool. What, what are they called again? Nanofigs? They are called Metal Nanofigs. Metal Nanofigs, a Guardians of the Galaxy set coming to you, Michelle. Thank you for your patronage. Uh, so yeah, thanks for everybody who joined this week. That was really cool. Uh, and we were that was open to everybody who's a patron. Uh, we'll probably do more things like that, especially if companies send us goodies, because we yeah. we're not going to be stingy with the goodies. We'll pass them out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, we also, I still need to know what people want as far as lifts. Um, <laughs> if you want Jeff to do, do lifts for you and exercise, uh, you send know. him, send him, send I him need, exercise. I okay. Need Jeffrey James, Denise Stewart, Ryan Crone, Thomas McNeil, and now Michelle. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, a proud member of the giant size team up network. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. If you'd like to support the show, we truly appreciate all the support. Like, it really blows me away that you guys have supported 
uh, us on Patreon the way you have. Um, uh, I, I know it's just, it's 13 of you at the moment, and that's honestly, that's huge to me. Like, I think that's the raddest thing ever. So thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah. But uh, go to patreon.com slash mcucast, and you can join us as a Patreon, as a patron there. So patreon.com slash mcucast. And for anybody that signs up, I will, I promise, I'll do a video of myself <laughs> doing a lift of your choice, one rep for each letter of your name. Make sure it's a tough lift, though. Yeah. Really tough. God, Aaron made me do, Aaron Hecker made me do deadlifts, and I was just like, I'm just going to do it at 315, because that's, you know... That's what I'm going to deadlift. And, like, God, that it was heavy. Shit was heavy, bro. I should just start doing, like, a minute of cardio for every letter in everyone's name per week. That's not much cardio. I mean, like, 13 people times, like, 15 letters per name. Oh, like their whole name? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You'd have to go whole okay. name for it to make any sense. Okay. And that way, over the course of the next few months, as we, if we get more patrons, as we get more patrons, I'll just like keep up in it. Oh, uh, now I got to do this many minutes a week. <laughs> and it's like... I got to run for two hours, you guys. Every day. Every day. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyway, so we're, we're just jamming now. Thank you, guys. We will be back with you next week with a cast. I think we're going to be doing. Uh, Are we our finally first... going to be doing a, a commissioned episode? Yes, our first commissioned episode from our patrons, uh, which is a, I believe it's going to be our favorite top ten favorite scenes in the MCU. Okay, uh, I believe that was recommended by Nathaniel Muzzy. Uh, so thank you, Nathaniel, and uh, we'll be doing that real soon. Until next time, true believers.